So there's a new pandemic possibility in town. It's called monkeypox. Based on what we saw with COVID, perhaps it should be called government pox. We'll discuss five things you need to know about it, as well as how to protect your rights and your family's freedom. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this information. We initially heard about the possibility of monkeypox becoming a pandemic a couple weekends ago. The following Monday, during our regular issues meeting for the news magazine staff, we asked the team what they knew about it. One of our fine contributors had already published an article on it over the weekend. Her article provides us with the first of what you need to know about monkeypox. What exactly is it? She wrote, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the disease was first discovered in 1958 when two outbreaks of a pox-like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys kept for research, hence the name. The first human case of monkeypox was recorded in the Congo in 1970. The virus is transmitted from animal to human or from human to human. It enters the body through broken skin, the respiratory tract, or the mucous membranes, eyes, nose, or mouth. The CDC notes that typically, the virus travels on large respiratory droplets, and since they don't travel too far from an infected individual, to catch the virus, prolonged face-to-face -face contact is required. She added that the disease starts with flu-like symptoms, including swelling of the lymph nodes, and causes a rash that can look like chickenpox. Case fatality ratio is between 3 to 6%. The second thing we need to know is the number of current cases. As of May 24th, NBCNews.com reported there are about 160 confirmed cases worldwide with only two in the U.S. That number is likely to grow. The New American also reported that only two cases were reported in the U.S. in 2021, while in 2003, 47 confirmed and probable cases were reported in six states in people who had contact with pet prairie dogs. According to the Epoch Times, officials in Belgium and the United Kingdom said that it appears a significant portion of the virus's transmission is among homosexual males. In statements to local media, Belgian officials said that we are observing transmissions among men who have sex with men, and it is a development that we must study properly to better understand the dynamics. A very large and popular gay pride event on the Gran Canary Island by Spain was listed as a possible super-spreader of the virus. However, it appears that anyone can get the virus. CNBC.com reported that at the World Economic Forum conference in Davos last week, the head of the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations said, the sudden emergence of monkeypox in several countries around the world represents a concerning outbreak, and we find ourselves facing another dangerous disease threat. He also said, this is a concerning epidemic. Monkeypox is a very different disease than COVID, he continued. It does not spread through respiratory transmission in the same way, so it does not present the kind of global threat that many of us immediately recognized that COVID presented. But it does exemplify the risk that infectious diseases present in the modern world. So while he downplays the potential threat of monkeypox, Governments are taking action, and this is the third thing we need to know. The White House announced mid-May that it had ordered 13 million doses of a new vaccine for the virus. This vaccine includes a live virus and is not an mRNA shot. This will be available next year, although vaccines do currently exist for monkeypox. 
The Epic Times reported that Belgium has become the first country in the world to introduce a mandatory 21-day monkeypox quarantine for those who contract the virus after several cases were found. Regarding what governments might be planning, we shift the focus from national to global. And for that, we have to go back to October 2019, which was mere weeks before the first cases of COVID were coming out of China. In October, a staged planning event with top international organizations, governments, and individuals was held. It was called Event 201. It was a simulated exercise to help globally coordinate the response to a potential pandemic caused by a coronavirus originating out of China. Again, this occurred before the first cases ever came out of China. The reaction to the COVID pandemic slash plandemic or shamdemic or whatever you want to call it was a similar coordinated response that spanned the range from free countries to communist countries. Many of them locked down to flatten the curve, we were told. Freedom was whisked away in many instances, and all of us were finding that it was very slow in coming back. Given that precedence, would you be surprised if a similar planning event was done for a monkeypox? Well, it certainly was. And that's the fourth thing that you need to know about monkeypox. According to a paper released by the Nuclear Threat Initiative, in March 2021, the Nuclear Threat Initiative partnered with the Munich Security Conference to conduct a tabletop exercise on reducing high-consequence biological threats. Conducted virtually, the exercise examined gaps in national and international biosecurity and pandemic preparedness architectures and explored opportunities to improve capabilities to prevent and respond to high-consequence biological events. Participants included 19 senior leaders and experts from across Africa, the Americas, Asia, and Europe, with decades of combined experience in public health, biotechnology industry, international security, and philanthropy. The exercise scenario portrayed a deadly global pandemic involving an unusual strain of monkeypox virus that emerged in the fictional nation of Brynia and spread globally over 18 months. Ultimately, the exercise scenario revealed that the initial outbreak was caused by a terrorist attack using a pathogen engineered in a laboratory with inadequate biosafety and biosecurity provisions and weak oversight. By the end of the exercise, the fictional pandemic resulted in more than 3 billion cases and 270 million fatalities worldwide. So what are the chances that the Event 201 planning exercise and the COVID pandemic a number of weeks later were mere coincidences? How about this monkeypox event and the media buildup we are seeing about that virus? Based on the NTI exercise, just like Event 201, the participants presented recommendations from their findings. They suggested strengthening the capabilities of international organizations like the World Health Organization and the United Nations to help better prepare for pandemics. This suggestion is very dangerous to the sovereignty and independence of nations around the world, especially since there exists a movement to amalgamate all nations under world government. World government would strip people of their rights and governments of their sovereignty. The population would be placed under the control of the edicts of the elite running the world government bodies. And another of their recommendations is to develop and institute national-level triggers for early proactive pandemic response. 
They suggest national governments adopt a no-regrets approach and take anticipatory action. This is the fifth thing you need to know about monkeypox. A no-regrets approach means that freedom, rights, liberties, sovereignty, and independence are all thrown out the window, for the greater good, of course. In the foreword of the paper published by the Nuclear Threat Initiative, they claim, over the past two years, the world has faced the devastating impact that a biological event can have on human health, economies, and political stability. As of this writing, the SARS-CoV-2 virus has infected more than 250 million people, killed more than 5 million, and caused trillions of dollars in economic losses. First of all, that statement is highly inaccurate. The devastating impact of the so-called biological event did not come from the virus. It came from government of all levels, including the World Health Organization, the United Nations, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, and the U.S. Health and Human Services. It also came from state and local governments, and it came from businesses and hospitals that followed such illogical and deadly pronouncements and protocols. COVID really didn't shut anything down. It did not largely interfere with the supply chain. That was the government's doing. Government's reaction was the most destructive of all. Do we know for sure if monkeypox will burgeon and explode in the next pandemic? We do not. But given the hysteria created over COVID and the death and destruction it created, all Americans need to be wary of government overreach. And anyone interested in protecting their God-given rights, their freedom, their families, their businesses, and our country's independence needs to reflect on what government has done to those very things that we hold so dear. Could it happen again? Absolutely, unless you prevent it from happening. One of the constitutional tools we advocate for and teach others about is nullification. Nullification is based on the concept of governing powers. It helps to stop government overreaches. Now, we've discussed this in prior videos that we the people hold the governing powers for this country. We the people have delegated certain powers through the states to the federal government. And these powers are listed throughout the Constitution. Those listed for Congress are mainly in Article 1, Section 8. These delegated powers to the federal government are the only areas they are supposed to govern. The states and we the people have the power to act as a check when the federal government governs outside of its limitations. We are able to nullify these as unconstitutional usurpations of power. The founders discussed this throughout several places in the Federalist Papers, as well as the Kentucky and Virginia Resolutions of 1798. Counties and states have used nullification to block enforcement of various federal laws, including those relating to firearms, marijuana, and privacy. In the last 24 months, nullification was also used to lift COVID lockdowns. So don't let anyone tell you that nullification doesn't work, because it always does. We've demonstrated time and time again that it is successful and constitutional. The advice we can give regarding monkeypox is for government to get out of the way. Its despicable actions during COVID show just how incompetent, illogical, and anti-American it truly is. We, the American people, are invoking our right to nullification. We declare that freedom is the cure. To work with us on educating others on this concept, join the John Birch Society today at jbs.org or click on the link in the description. 
Since 1958, we've organized the local grassroots into an educational army, and we invite you to join. And please be sure to like, share, and subscribe for this information. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get organized, patriots.